Welcome to another edition of No Less Paranormal Podcast, where three nerdy paranormal investigators sit down and discuss spooky stories from the web. My name is Joe. I am the tired lead investigator. <laughs> My name is Teresa. I am the researcher. My name is Alex. I am your equipment setter-upper and Bobby Yaga enthusiast. I must be tired, too, because I feel and like I almost messed that up. Forgetter like, of names. And forgetter of namers. <laughs> A professor of namiology. It's true. <laughs> so anyway, today, right? Today we are taking on the uh, great state of Washington, uh, not to be mistaken with DC, the actual state of its own. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, you guys um, came out of absolute nowhere and gave us. Uh, some really awesome numbers for for listeners last week so we were like okay cool let's go ahead and get this going so i did uh quite a bit of quite a bit of poking around the internet before i found the story that i wanted to do and uh yeah yeah do we i don't think we have any announcements do we have any announcements uh no i think we covered them all last week uh okay so uh, i think we can once again quickly reiterate what we covered last week okay uh for sure, uh, this one date solidified, uh, Madison Seminary, January 19th, which is a Friday, just coming up next, after month. Yeah, <laughs> January, January Yep, went there. Uh, uh, the weekend of probably April 12th, 13th-ish, it will either be Friday or Saturday, more than likely Saturday, if we can attain it on Saturday, Yeah, because uh, due to drive times. Uh, Waverly Hills Sanitarium. Sanatorium. Sanatorium. See? Yes. See? Got it. It's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, that one will be Joe's birthday, and then my birthday, which will fall either July 12th or my actual birthday, the 13th, which is Saturday. Uh, West Virginia, Trans-Allegheny, here we come. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Good time. To update that, if you would like any information on how you may be able to investigate one of these places with us, uh, A, we will be running raffles. There will be a very limited number of raffles, uh, and I will take feedback this week. Uh, Do you guys want more raffle tickets for a cheaper price, or do you want less chances, or a higher percentage chance of getting it? For a more expensive price, so like I, I could, see, and I was really oh, okay. I see what you mean. Yeah. I was you know I mean? super kind of thinking this this time around. It might be a good idea to do. I think we're all tired. Um, like five dollar tickets, like five dollar tickets, which would give, which would would technically not give people any less of a chance at winning because at five. I feel like you'd be selling a lot more tickets though. So right, but at yeah. five dollars a ticket, you can afford to buy you know four tickets. You spend your twenty bucks, you're good to go, and you have a four out of whatever chance of winning instead of one. Right. So, well, I mean, and that's the idea. So, depending on how fast tickets go and how many people want tickets, I can either sell twenty five dollar tickets mm-hmm, or ten mm-hmm. ten dollar tickets, which doubles your chances of winning. Exactly. And yeah. if you're only going to buy one ticket, and there may only be two spots open for Waverly, so yeah. Um, that said, also, uh, we are getting pretty close to some numbers on our Facebook pages. Uh, right now, uh, the No Lights Paranormal Network group 
that we have. There's yeah, which actually is a, a, a group, group page we can all within our within our actual page page. Yeah. Uh, so the group itself is we're floating at eighty-two members, and the page itself has two hundred and sixty-eight followers. Uh, so what I am thinking is that when we hit one hundred members on the group page and 300 followers on the page page, just No Lights Paranormal Network at Facebook, um, then we might have a giveaway of some sorts for that. Um, I'm thinking and, a big giveaway, too. It, it may be a spot to one of these places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Might mm-hmm. be. But, yeah, just like Joe was just saying, um, the the <laughs> the whole shenanigans with Waverly, Waverly has filled up pretty quickly. Uh, there are several people that, um, since this is a Joe birthday present to himself, there are several people who um, Joe is bringing. Yeah. So we have, we definitely aren't going to have a whole lot of slots for that one. Yeah. With that said, though, uh, we are going to have some slots open for uh, Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. Um, that one, I'm very, very sorry. I know a lot of people have asked me about uh, bringing minors in the past. Trans Allegheny is 18 and over only yeah yeah um, that's an absolute no yeah yeah this is one where the ghosts fight back yeah so. we, we don't we're not going to take anybody under 18 to that one um and you do have to have your own uh transportation so make positive that you can either get to me to drive with me or that you can meet us down there in west virginia correct so yeah yeah and maybe you're even from West Virginia. We're cool with that, too. Let's go. Let's yeah. have fun. Well, yeah. We do have listeners there. And alternatively, <laughs> I will be posting this in the same Facebook places and groups that mm-hmm. I post all of our updated podcasts. And uh, but I'll make here, sure people know. Here soon. Here soon. We are going to go ahead and start uh, the raffle um, to start giving away tickets. Uh, it'll be you and a friend uh, will get to come with us um, to Madison. And uh, we're not going to be posting one for Waverly, but then we will post another one again for Trans Allegheny. Yes. Uh, and I will say for the Waverly, like, since I'm paying for that one myself, for the people that do go, if you do get a ticket for it, the only thing I would require is that you pay for your room and board. If you decide to stay. If you don't decide to stay, you can drive back home. Just realize you're going to be driving five hours there uh-huh, and investigating uh-huh. for about, what, eight, six to eight well, hours? depending on where they're from. Technically, right. if, we have a, if we have a listener from Kentucky. Right, right, right. <laughs> if you're from Ohio, it's five hours drive down, five to six hours investigating, maybe eight, and then a five-hour drive back home if you don't stay at night. So just and be wary you, of that. you know, happen to live in the Louisville area or within a reasonable driving distance and you want to offer yes. us poor folk a place to stay for the night... And, you know, come with us. That would be just fantastic. Dandy, even. Yeah. <laughs> we would never say no to free lodging. Promise we'll bring our own food and we won't make a mess. <laughs> DoorDash. But anyway, that's that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all the only thing we got. So, uh, yeah, so jump right into it then. Yes. You said you're going first, right? Yeah, I'm going to go first today. I don't know why. I just felt like it. And when's the last time I actually went first? Three weeks ago. Was it three weeks? Yeah. All right, so I guess we're right on par then. I, I don't know. I was just throwing out yeah, there. I you asked no, questions. <laughs> no clue. No clue. So today we are going to uh, the great state of Washington. Um, some of you know it as just a beautiful mountain scenery. Some of you know it as the you know, capital of, of the grunge era. 
Um, it has been everything there is and more. Uh, Washington State is just just a whole smorgasbord of blended Stuff. craziness. Stuff. Everything you can think of. Yep. Yeah. So I have decided to tell a tale <clears throat> about um, the Whitman Massacre. Uh, the Whitman Massacre is also... Um, it, it actually has a lot of names, oddly enough. Um, so, <clears throat> we're going to get right into it. So, it was the year 1835. Samuel Parker and his traveling partner, Marcus Whitman, uh, journeyed from the Rocky Mountains all around what is now the modern tri-state areas of Idaho, Oregon, and Washington State. Uh, they were seeking a site that would eventually uh, become uh, the site of um, the Whitman mission. Um, Parker hired a translator from the manager guy who ran the Hudson Bay Company uh, trading post out of Fort Nez Perce, which is in Washington as well, uh, was, I should say, uh, <clears throat> to help in negotiations with the Cayuse Indians uh, in order to identify uh, places that the mission and a Christian uh, pro- I am going to fuck this word up, proselytizing, uh, which is another way of saying that they were trying to convert people over to the Christian religion. So the entire... You could have just said that instead of the long word. (laughs) Uh, Proselytizing is, that's what it means. That's the whole... That's that's the word. Or you could have said what everybody understands. They tried to convert them. They were making the mission in order to convert the natives. Sorry, we know John listens to the podcast. John, I'm sure you knew that word. I John, did. if I screwed up that word, man. <laughs> I can see John just going. <laughs> uh, during negotiations, um, they had actually settled on what would become um, a six, let's see here, a, a, a complete site for the Whitman mission which was about six miles from the site of what is now present-day Walla Walla, Washington. I love that Walla Walla. I literally wanted to move there at one point just so I could write that shit on my address. Just because I I want to be from Walla Walla. Where do I live? Walla Walla. I live in Walla Walla. Walla. (laughs) No, well, if you remember, it was popular back in, like, the Looney Tunes days and shit. Walla Walla. Like, that's where all the salesmen were from, right? Walla Walla Walla. Walla Walla Washington. Yeah. I love it. I worked in an electronics store that literally had a store in Walla Walla, Washington. (laughs) See, that makes me so happy. I'm sorry, but I love that name. Walla 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 Walla. Okay, anyway. Uh, So simple. Walla Walla, we love you. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So anyway, the mission was going to be about six miles outside of Walla Walla. Uh, Parker had told the assembled Cayuse native men um, in a speech, and I quote... I do not intend to take your lands for nothing. After Dr. Whitman is come, meaning to actually settle there, um, there will be, um, come every year, a big ship loaded with goods to be divided amongst the Indians. Those goods will not be sold, but given to you. The missionaries will bring you plows and hoes and teach you how to cultivate the land. And they will not sell these, but give them to you. There's some hoes in this house. We're some hoes. <laughs> you can blame the guys for that. We got a real fucking three-year-old on that real we quick. Did. We did. So sorry. Plowing some hoes. The following year, Dr. Whitman and his wife named Narcissa, always hated that name, 
kind of think he's looking for you. Um, their mechanic, William Gray, and the missionary couple, Reverend Henry and his wife, Eliza Hart Spaulding, um, all were headed in that direction to move there. Um, interesting, interesting little little sidebar here is Narcissa and Eliza <coughs> Hart Spaulding were actually, uh, they are known as the very first uh, white women to journey over the land and enter the Pacific Northwest. So yep. they were the very, very first. Uh, and then another website went all politically correct and said they were the very first Caucasian women in the area. So either way, either I'm way. You're going to say they were the first white women that never went back. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't, I, yeah. So anyway, <clears throat> um, the Hudson Bay Company's chief factor named Dr. John McLaughlin advised against the missionaries residing on what is the Columbia Plateau, which is the area where they wanted to put this place. Um, but they completely insisted, and Dr. Women said, no, 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 this is definitely where I want this place to be. This just, you know, this calling from God, this is where it's supposed to be, etc., etc. So despite the fact that the guy was like, you know, I think this is a terrible idea, he was like, all right, I support what you're doing. I support the idea of a mission. So he went ahead and gave... Um, over the material support that they needed for the venture. Uh, McLaughlin also allowed the women to reside at Fort Vancouver over the winter while the men began work on uh, the construction. So rather, once he got there, uh, Dr. Whitman decided that he was inspired by the land and inspired by the natives. And rather than just simply calling it Whitman uh, Mission, he decided to name it Y E Latpu mission, which is a native word for the place of rye grass in the native tongue. Um, so that's 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 kind of where everything started going wrong. The the, <laughs> the mission got built, and that's re- that's really where things went sideways. Oops. So for starters, Mrs. Whitman, uh, they they got the mission built. And they were doing sermons and holding all sorts of things out of the mission, which was also their home. They they resided there. It was basically just one large building. Um, Mrs. Women absolutely friggin' hated it because she said that the natives were very, very dirty. You know, they did not have, you know, bathing standards the same way that, you know, a woman of her upbringing yeah. had. You know, they were out in the dirt. They were hunting. They were fishing. They were gathering, et cetera, et cetera. So they would be dirty. Called working man. Exactly. So they, they were dirty. You said Karen was her name, right? Her name, Karen, exactly. So, um, and, and they were literally always hanging around the mission. So the family had absolutely no privacy in their own homes. Uh, getting things dirty, being in the way, especially would hang around during meal times and, you know, just, you know, want to be like, oh, yeah, I invite myself to dinner kind of stuff. And we're not talking just one or two guys. We're talking about a half a dozen or more. Whole tribe. <laughs> all day, every day. And she got real tired of it. And she's like, no, no, no. This isn't going to work for me. So. The first Karen. <laughs> exactly. In 1842, the family decided that they were going to tell the natives that it was a good idea for them to go ahead and build um, another building that would act as their place of worship so that the original mission house would be their home again and they could sort of have it back. So the Cayuse men, um, they were like, yeah, no, no, completely disagree. 
The building we have right now is perfectly fine. We don't need to build another one. So Dr. Whitman started refusing to hold sermons in the mission house, saying, great, well, you don't want your own house? Cool, we'll have to go outside or something because this is, this is a home. We're not, we're not doing this in here. I can see the selling point. Like, it's a nice day out. We can go outside. Right? <laughs> Um, so once he started uh, refusing to hold the sermons in the house, obviously the Cayuse men they got a little bit upset about it. Um, eventually, they did decide to go ahead and construct a new worship center um, in 1936. The following year, um, a whole lot of other really, really bad stuff happened. So at this point, you've got the Cayuse men they are already about a year and a half into this venture where this mission was built the land was given over they helped them learn how to farm you know there's been a whole lot of give and take and a whole lot of here you can you know use our horses and our cattle to plow the land and etc etc great but nobody ever made any payments on the land despite that big spiel about oh yeah you know ships are going to come every year there's going to be provisions every year we're going to pay you every year you you get a big piece of this puzzle yeah never happened so the Cayuse men go over to the house and they're like hey yeah you haven't paid me it's it's time for you to fork over a payment they didn't want it in full they just wanted a payment reasonable yeah absolutely uh, well dr whitman totally scoffed at him and he insisted no 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 no. you guys gave me this land for free there was no charge there is no payment due i'm not going to pay you anything uh well women had been taking really good care of the settlers that had been passing through the area selling them food supplies that they'd gathered or grown uh, and just making basically making sure that their trip was really good and comfortable and you know seeing them as a doctor sort of for free as they were passing through but he, he wasn't doing any of those things for the natives that he promised to do these things for no so obviously the cayuse were just not happy with him the wtf moment yeah fuck around and find out um but yeah so another year passed um tensions are still building again the cayuse come to the house and they say hey you owe us some money uh it is it's definitely time for you to make a payment now we're like we're like three years in at this point and yet again dr whitman scoffs and he turns him away says he ain't giving him nothing at all even more time passes another year goes by the catholics decide to move in because they're making their way west now so all of a sudden you've got whitman um not doing anything for the natives so they start talking to all the white men that are coming across they don't care they're like yeah sure whatever you're cool you know as long as you don't try to take our shit we won't try to take yours um so at this point they're learning a little bit about catholicism as well well whitman of course flies off the handle way off the deep end no 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 you guys are worshiping incorrectly. You cannot do these things unless it is the way that I say them, etc., uh, etc. Et and it's just it's just getting even more ridiculous. So, after accusing them of improper worship, um, he decides that he's going to teach uh, the Cayuse a lesson. <laughs> so at this point. There are, you know, there are crops growing in the field. There's, you know, they go out on hunts and there are meat stores. 
that are, you know, being dried or smoked or salted or whatever for, you know, future use. This man starts poisoning crops and poisoning chunks of meat that the Cayuse at this point are basically just saying, we're taking this because you're not giving anything to us. So when yeah. we're hungry, we're just going to come and Take it. grab it and go. Um, First grow pub. <laughs> right. So they're, they're slowly but surely, you know, grabbing vegetables out of the garden that are poisoning them. And they're getting sick, like super fucking sick. Right. And some of them aren't making it. And, of course, they're absolutely positive that this is coming from Whitman. Because how else would this be happening? Especially they probably never experienced anything like that before. Exactly. So, hmm, Until introduced. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, okay. Whatever. He says that they're stealing. They say they're taking what belongs to them. They're getting poisoned. It's not good. So, of course, I had said that there was a larger influx of, of people passing by, settlers. With the settlers came all of the things that come from back east, things that the settlers and us, they were just kind of, kind of what came with them. Measles was one of these things. Right. Um, the folks in the east, they, they weren't immune to measles. They would still get sick, but it wasn't it the wasn't same. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't the same as the natives who had never been exposed to anything like that. So they just simply didn't have the immunity for it, and they started getting sick. And they, of course, went to Whitman because he's a doctor. Well, Dr. Whitman had been treating all of the people who had come through and all the people in his little mission village. And when the natives oh, came, no. he basically said, you know, go home, rest and drink some water. Oh. Um, at this point, the guy used people are dying by the hundreds. Right. Nothing is stopping the measles. Their bodies are not equipped to deal with this disease. They've never seen it before. And the doctor isn't helping. At least, not as much as he should be. All right. So. Here's a cold compress. Exactly. And that's not working. So, after, after this, and, and like I said, hundreds of natives passing away, eventually, uh, the chief of the Cayuse tribe... Uh, he comes to the mission, and he's carrying with him his wife, who has contracted the measles. And he says to Dr. Whitman, heal her, because if she dies, you die. Um, of course, nobody was okay with that. Dr. Whitman took it as like an affront, like, oh my God, did you just threaten me? And yes, 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 I did. <laughs> like, if she dies, that's it, I'm killing you. Um, he says, you are a medicine man. And you have brought us bad medicine because you're not helping. And in our culture, if a medicine man brings us bad medicine, it's legal to kill you. So, yeah, Whitman now is stuck between a rock and a hard place because he knows that he done fucked around and find out. So, yeah. Anyway, from there, things actually got even worse somehow. Um, the chief's wife died. She, she did, in fact, end up passing away. Um, Should have been the end of the story right there. <laughs> right? Uh, so with land disputes, crop disputes, religious disputes, now there's this whole thing. They're calling him, you know, uh, uh, basically a, a medicine man with bad medicine. Um, 
they came to his door, you know, demanding, hey, fix us. He absolutely refused them. Um, so then one day late in the evening, there were five Cayuse warriors who came to the mission <clears throat> and they knocked on the door and they insisted that Dr. Whitman give them uh, medicine for something unrelated to measles. Um, again, he absolutely refused them, uh, turned around to go back into the house, and he was met twice in the back of the head with a business end of a hand axe. Um, by the time his body hit the floor, all hell had broken loose. There were people everywhere um, just, just, just pouring out of their cabins, fighting. The natives were fighting. Um, they, believe it or not, there were only 13 mission members that were killed, but that was every single one of them. Um, so every single one of them, there were only 13 Entire were killed. Camp. But there was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and, and 54 other missionaries uh, who were just passing through were kidnapped and held for ransom. Give us what you owe us, we'll give you your people back. Plain and simple. Well, yeah, that didn't work out real well either. Yeah, there was no such thing as negotiations. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So over time, the government did catch wind of this, and they said, okay, we, we're going to have to do something about this at this point. So they did, in fact, end up a quote-unquote paying off the Cayuse, and getting with money or bullets? With money. With money. <laughs> well, that went better than I thought it was going to. <laughs> the people were released because, true to their word, the Cayuse didn't injure anybody. They fed, they clothed all no. of the prisoners, and they released them unharmed. And said, okay, here's your people. We got what we wanted. That's all we needed. After that. Exactly. <laughs> and then. And yeah, then. Right. No, and then. It went bad again. And there was there was... It just it never ended at that point to the point that um, uh, these days uh, the Cayuse are are basically extinct. Yeah. There are still some people who have some muddled Cayuse blood in them, but as as a whole, the the population of the tribe is extinct. So, yeah. I blame the Cayuse people. Yeah. You're yep. trusting the white men. If they would have fucking resolved the situation when it started, the first time this dude was a dickbag. Then that would have ended it. Yeah, they were trying to be they were trying to be decent people, you know. So anyway, um, the Cayuse tribe, uh, yeah, yeah, gone. Anyway, in 1897, there was a memorial that was erected to honor uh, the dedication and sacrifice of the Whitman Mission. Nothing, nothing was spoken about the Cayuse, despite the fact that they were the ones that got royally fucked multiple times until they finally just said, okay, that's enough. The center offers a wide range of educational resources. It is in Walla Walla. You are very welcome to visit it. It is open all year round. Um, however, visitors have reported an astonishing array of phenomena, including encounters with full-bodied apparitions who appear um, with horrible, horrific injuries, um, such as the spirit of Whitman himself, who, after he had taken two axe blows to the back of the head, took an axe blow to the face to the point that he was completely unrecognizable, uh, even to his wife, who didn't know it was him at first, 
and then she had to try to nurse him back. He lived for a couple of hours before he died. Uh, but yep, they've seen him too. Visitors have seen him. They have seen her, who was uh, shot multiple times by natives. Take that, Karen. Exactly, Karen. Um, they've also seen <clears throat> the spirits and apparitions of um, sickly Native Americans, who they're assuming were victims from the measles, who are still holding a pretty serious grudge against Dr. Whitman for not doing anything at all to heal them. Okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, others, other people have described hearing um, disembodied audio, uh, horses galloping, uh, children laughing and playing, and very awful, horrible shrieking and screaming um, like people are being murdered. Uh, the staff very frequently report um, being physically touched. Um, hair pulled, touches, brushes, pokes, pulls, um, pretty much you name it. Um, Random scalping. <laughs> Random scalping. It's a drive by scalping. Um, and they often uh, say that things sort of emotionally come over them, like suddenly feeling like uh, serious despair and serious sadness, and it just sort of overtakes them at random times. Uh, investigation teams have been in this place, and they have recorded just a magnificent amount of Class A EVPs. Um, and people today, um, it, literally even, even recently in the past few months, people have been in there and they've reported uh, having basically face-to-face -face encounters with uh, Cayuse natives. Hmm. So all kinds of super fun shit. But that is my story. All right. That, that's interesting. It, it was actually kind of like when you said that the, the government stepped in, I was like, oh, here we go. Exactly. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here but, we go. This but, is going to be something Yeah, it ended but, up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the bottom line, though, is that the the Dr. Whitman and the people at the mission, they were in the wrong 100%. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying they weren't. So, yeah, I blame Catholicism. Exactly. Catholicism <laughs> came in I'm and joking. the whole world went to shit. No, and, and so. that's the, it, it kind of sparks on something I told my cousin who went to Vietnam because he married mm -hmm. someone over there. And he said, man, they're just really odd. I was like, no, dude, you're odd. Yeah. You're going over there to their way of life, their way of living, and you expect them to act the way that you would act over here. Yeah, this is not. They don't know the first thing about that, bro. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, and I, I really have a problem with, and I'm using air quotes, missions back in those days. Mm -hmm. Because it really wasn't missions. It was a quick money scheme. That's or, really all it was. Oh, land grab. Yeah. Land grabs, yeah. yep. So, and yeah, I mean. Not only that, but you're yeah. literally teaching Native Americans how to farm who actually taught us how to farm when we right. first came over. So it's kind of like... I mean, you've got those tribes that were like on the plains who were mostly, you know, following herds of animals for the meat. Mm -hmm. But then you, you do have ones that were more stationary as well, who yeah. did in fact farm all sorts of different crops. Yeah, I mean, I blame Native Americans for corn anyways because I hate corn. Right. But oh, that's, another, <laughs> that's a completely different aspect. I love but corn, but that's another They knew how to cultivate story. and they knew how to grow from within the earth because they've been doing that for centuries. That's exactly right. So That's, that's, that's another interesting story about this mission, though, is um, at one point, one of the things that rose tensions was that um, two of the Cayuse natives had um, a, a stock of horses, ponies, that they had yeah. gathered up. 
staying at the mission uh, in the fences. And the horses basically decimated the maize, which as we know today is corn. So, um, yeah, so of course, you know, Whitman's like, hey, you, you owe me for that. You, you know, you got to get your horses out of here. This, this corn's meant for yeah. us. It's not meant for your horses and, you know, free roving whatever animals to just destroy. <laughs> and, and the natives were like, you know what? No. <laughs> Fuck you. You haven't paid us for this land, which means that it's our land. And if our horses want to graze from the fruits of our land, then that's what they're going to do. Yeah. As you can see, nobody was right in this situation. Mm-hmm. It was all bad. Yeah, it's not like a bad from the get-go. But so. now we have super pissed off Native American spirits. I think we had them before that. But uh, well, that's just one account yeah. of it. But, yeah. <laughs> Name one good thing the white people have done for them. Literally nothing. Give me a second. No, I can't think of any. Yeah. So. <laughs> I yeah, yeah. That's patient. why all of the native ghosts that we run into yeah. are angry yeah. ghosts. All pissed off. I mean, I would say whiskey, but that's debatable. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So, um, so yeah, this is yeah, interesting story. I yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> still have the cough. Sinuses. It's never going away. So yeah, my story isn't as dark as that. Um, this one's a little bit more lighthearted, I guess you could say. Um, it's about the hog devil, which I said it to these two, and they just kind of looked at me like, what? like what? Um, that's a nickname for it. It's actually just a spirit, and they had no other nickname for it, so they called it the Hog Devil. But it's actually an apparition of a woman, a dark leaf woman, dark shadow. Not, yeah. So, uh, a woman in black, would you say? <laughs> no. Instead of a woman. <laughs> I know what you're getting at. No, it's just like a dark figure, but it looks like a woman. So, <laughs> trust me, I had to read it four times myself before I got it. Uh, but this one is in Yakima. Did I say that right? It's fine. Close enough. What was it? No, what did you say? Yakima? Yeah. Yeah, it's Yakima. Okay. Yakima, Seattle. Or Yakima, Washington. Um, That had originally been set up to be like they wanted it to be the capital of Washington. Obviously, it didn't work out. Yeah. Uh, So they started building the city and they wanted it to be some big grandiose city because they wanted it to be the capital. They wanted like... They wanted it to be the shining star of Washington. Mm. So they built this grandiose freeway. Like, it's literally going through town. And they, you can see the picture of the, the, the road. It looks it looks really nice. they got trees all along the side. And, they're you know, it, it looks like a really pretty road. Something that would definitely grab your attention. Because we've all been in the car and drove on our own. It's like, it's really pretty. Even though you have no reason to say that whatsoever. Right. But in the years that followed, for some unknown reason... The town just became haunted out of nowhere. And the Yakima Herald published an article back in 1897 about a so-called hog devil that terrorized residents and villages and visitors in Natchez Avenue. I believe I'm saying that right. That's the name of the road. Um, North Yakima has a ghost. At least the young people and many old ones are very much agitated on the subject says the article published in the actual Yakima Herald. Uh, the ghostly apparition goes by two names because it can appear to you as two different things. A ghostly looking woman in black and hor- and a horrifying hog. I don't know how they... <laughs> I, I can't figure that out why, they, why it goes between those just those two. 
Um, whichever one you encounter, they will both chase you up the street. Both are both are described as noiseless and with the <coughs> excuse me as noiseless and with the swiftness as the wind. So I guess it just creeps up on you. It goes into building and building and just follows you up the street and doesn't go any further than that. Interesting. For some reason, it's only on that street. Okay. Don't know why. <laughs> no one's ever came of it, and it apparently on that street is nothing but churches. So maybe it's again, it's a weird church. Like, hey, I got this mission, but it's really this. Um. Right. So maybe something happened with that. Don't know. I tried to look it up. Couldn't find anything. About well, I mean, it. let's face it. Back in that day, there was uh, with a lot of those missionaries that were trying to teach. The Christian or Catholic right. way, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> there was a lot of native abuse that went on in those. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was bad. Uh, this said nothing about native abuse, so I have no well, idea. Just, I mean, just to kind of give a little bit of a, a background there, uh, Yakima is actually also the name of an Indian tribe who uh, settled no. in that area. Yeah. And the city was named after the tribe because that is where the chief's daughter actually settled. Um, and scholars believe that the name Yakima actually means uh, black bear. Yeah. Just a little bit of... And then a, well, that's not a black devil hog. No! <laughs> I think that's just what they call it. No, it's <laughs> definitely not a devil hog, but... But there's, I, I guess somebody cut a picture. I couldn't find the picture upon my research. Mm. Uh, but somebody cut a picture, and I guess you could... I guess it could, you could kind it? of... Devil hog of Yakima? Yeah. Uh, I guess you kind of said it looks like a bear, almost. So maybe it's... Something like that. Uh, but apparently two boys in 1897 claimed the figure sat on on the stoop of the church before spotting them and taking off after them. Hmm. There's even a claim that a police officer threatened to arrest the apparition, apparition for terrorizing the area. <laughs> what? Uh, I, mean, I would have loved to have seen that. <laughs> sure, dude. Here like, you go. I... I I have a feeling every single person on the face of the earth has seen a ghost, an apparition, or some sort of that ilk. <laughs> Put the mitigated balls on this officer. Just to be like, hey, you're pissing people off. I'm going to arrest yeah, you. I'm <laughs> super going to arrest you. <laughs> Listen, the Barney Fife moment. Like, even if the ghost is like, you know what, for shits and giggles, I'll go along with it. How are you going to put the cuffs on it? Right? <laughs> it can't sit in your car, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, That's something special. <laughs> The Hogs woman claims have died down mainly as time has passed. However, Yakima residents, along with Nanaches Avenue, were adamant about the eerie figure and its terrifying reputation, with one spooked resident at the time saying, Well, you may say there's no such thing as spooks, but when you're put on put but when you put your hand out and it isn't there, that sells it. It's fair. And yeah, it, it, like to me that was just that just the hog devil struck out to me because it, I was thinking about cryptids and all that of the thing we were talking about last week. I'm yeah. like, yeah, that seems... And then when I looked at it, I'm like, it can go from a woman to a hog? Like, what the hell? Like, that's a little creepy, yeah. Well, it, it's... it's. I never even thought about the whole, like, Native American aspect until you said it and you said it. And yeah, you can't find any pictures of it. No, no. They have... So the only thing that I'm finding is... Uh, uh, the picture of what was prehistorically called a hell pig that was yeah. uh, taller than like a, a six foot male adult. But it is also 
hey, there's some things that lived on this earth before we came along. Yeah, that, they're, yeah. they're talking about a prehistoric uh, animal. So. I just thought it was a lighthearted story that they wanted this state to be the capital, this city to be the capital, and hey, it's great, and all of a sudden it's haunted. Right. And by the this hog. woman, Definitely. and it can turn into between a woman and a hog. It sounds to me like a propaganda it's what us dungeons and dragons players refer to it's a dire boar it's yeah what it was. it's yeah. a dire boar that's right but it sounded to me more like propaganda i think it's lovely than anything else like oh you want to be this oh we also want to be this so let's just say your stuff is haunted mm-hmm, mm-hmm. create some stories pay some people to tell about this now, now I, I still want to see the officer try to arrest a ghost i think that's hilarious these but. things <laughs> you know what though i mean the weirder shit has happened so if you have ever um, been a witness to the hog devil of Yakima, Washington, um, please, uh, no lights paranormal at gmail.com. Let us know about it. Reach out. We'd love to hear you. We'd love to have you on the uh, I podcast. would love to have you on the air. <laughs> and if you get a picture of it, that works too. Oh, dude, yeah. Be it as the hog devil or the woman. Yeah, even if <laughs> or it's... Or both. It's fine. Yeah. I don't care. Now, I'm not saying take pictures of, you know, your aunt something or other and say it's she's the hog devil. That's not. No, I wasn't going to go there. I was. <laughs> That's fine. You're we a just, woman. Sometimes we got to clarify. Uh, I got an aunt like that. Sorry. <laughs> I'm on a podcast. Don't, yeah, make, that's me <laughs> Don't make me spit up my pop. <laughs> yeah, I call it pop. <laughs> but yeah, that's my story. I told you it was short and sweet and I just kind of lighthearted. Nothing's as good uh, as Walla Walla. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my story. So Alex, you're up, bud. I, love uh, I have two places, kind of. Well, the first one is short and sweet, and actually leads into the second one, and that's why I have two places. So it's uh-huh. one of those hand in. So you have two places, okay? I have two places. <laughs> uh, we're going to start out with the first one because again, it's short and sweet. Uh, it's important because it leads into the second place. Um, but there's no use to extensively talk about the first place because the only thing that stays there that's there now is the foundation. Like, mm-hmm. the rest mm-hmm. of the building has been torn down and, like, burnt to the ground. Yeah. Um, and the first place on my short list of two is Starvation Heights. And, uh... I believe it's just outside of where Seattle was, but... Uh, so what's really cool about it is Starvation Heights is actually... Um, yeah, it's not too far from Seattle. It's was actually a, a, a not just like a high place <laughs> but it was it was a building it was a building right. it was the uh, so I can go on to tell you about Dr. Linda Hazard who uh, yeah that was for real her name who Hazard ironically turned out to be what I guess you would almost consider a serial killer hmm. uh, a name so, like Hazard yeah it was Starvation <laughs> Heights was another sanatorium <laughs> Uh, built in the early 1900s. She's Metallica fan, um, I expect. <laughs> so, Dr. Hazard uh, believed that any disease could be cured by fasting, from tuberculosis to a simple headache. Yeah, uh, so, so to preface this, the sanitarium she created was actually called Wilderness Heights, and it was because of her crazy diet that they changed it to Starvation Heights. I'm calling it Starvation Heights. Real-time fact-checker. <laughs> Whatever. Yes, and I read that part too. I'm summarizing, wife, because this is supposed to be the short part. But yes, so she claimed the cause of the illness was impure blood as a result of impaired digestion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and really, this is where she began her murdering <coughs> spree. Uh, her treatments involved extreme starvation and harsh beatings, which were said to cleanse the body and soul. Mm. Beatings? You said beatings. Correct. Beatings. Like, yeah. Beat. Okay. <laughs> now, mind you, rich and powerful people paid this woman uh, to, to cure them. So, pause. We're getting there, all right? You sit back and relax. You already told your story. <laughs> I heard all about the Caius, all right? And how they waited around and Caius. didn't do... 32 episodes, brother. Right. 32 episodes. <laughs> I've been dealing with both you interrupting me. <laughs> so, go ahead. <laughs> you sit down and relax. You're at 10. I need you at a 2. I'll go to a three, but that's my final offer. Uh, So, yeah, as you can imagine, people began dying under her care. Um, This brought Linda to her first brush with the law. Uh, A coroner ruled that one of her patient's deaths is starvation. Uh, There was an attempt to bring her to justice, but being as she wasn't a licensed doctor, she wasn't held accountable. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's like my cousin... Down in Kentucky, Hergel, who got pulled over one time, and because he didn't have a license, they said they couldn't give him a ticket. Yeah, that shit really happened. That works? That, <laughs> it was the back hills of Kentucky. I can't oh, say okay. this works, works. I'm I can't just, give you a ticket if you don't have a license. It, they're on the other side. The, the cop was literally like, you know, I can't give you a ticket. Okay. So, yeah, apparently they couldn't arrest her. <laughs> wow. <laughs> apparently they couldn't arrest her because she wasn't a licensed doctor, so oh. she wasn't breaking any. <laughs> I don't. Listen, I don't know how that works. Uh, That's funny as hell. Yes, that is pretty good. Uh, the victims also had valuables that disappeared, but it couldn't be proven that Linda seized their assets. Um... So they went on, and again, they had this building, and they had quite a few people that came there. And then came the death of Claire Williamson. Uh, So Claire and Dorothea Williamson were wealthy British socialites uh, traveling through British Columbia when they stumbled upon an ad for Dr. Hazard's retreat in Wilderness Heights. Uh, They weren't exactly sick, but they felt like they could use a pick-me-up. So they both complained of minor aches, swollen glands, and general uneasiness. Both fans of alternative medicine, they were eager to visit and meet the wonderful Dr. Linda Hazard. <laughs> Walk out missing a limb, went in for a headache. Right. <laughs> uh, and as you can imagine, anymore. as you can imagine, their vision contrasted sharply with reality. Uh, they imagined a beautiful countryside estate complete with wildlife and plenty of land but Hazards uh, had them stay in an apartment in Seattle's Capitol Hill for two months Uh, they were both fed broth every so often and subjected subjected to hour long enemas (laughs) what? Jesus! it's part of uh, keeping your system cleansed bro starvation heights long? yeah Look, I don't know. No. <laughs> uh, by the time they were moved to Wilderness, to, to Wilderness Heights, uh, the Williamson sisters each weighed 70 pounds. Um, the Williamson's never told their family where they were going. Their relatives usually disapproved of their antics anyway. Uh, that was until Dorothea sent a letter to their childhood nurse uh, knowing something. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, until Dorothea sent a letter to their childhood nurse in Australia 
knowing something was up when she read the nonsensical letter, uh, Margaret, the nurse, set sail for Vancouver, uh, ar uh, arranging to meet with Dr. Hazard. Upon her arrival, she was hit with devastating news that Claire was dead. Uh, Margaret was outraged. She wasn't a doctor, but it was obviously something was wrong. Uh, Dorothea, at that point, only weighed 50 pounds by the time she Damn. got there. Wow. Like, I mean, I don't even... That's crazy. Um, that's what my nephew weighs. Great nephew. <laughs> uh, all in all, <laughs> about 18 people were confirmed to have died under the care of Linda Hazard, uh, though the true death count is said to be as high as 40. Uh, the old sanatorium building is... It was a private residence. It has since been torn down. The only thing that stands is the foundation. Uh, the reason I bring up this place... Uh, is because all of the bodies that came from this place uh, were staged in the place that I'm going to talk about next. Uh, I'm still confused about the hour-long enema. <laughs> <laughs> why, did your, why did your letter not make sense? I don't know. I had this rod stuck on my ass for about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Vacuum tube. <laughs> Sorry, um, go ahead, man. Go ahead. So, uh, Kell's Irish Pub and Restaurant... It is not your average restaurant or pub, and while it is a great place to drink and have a nice meal, uh, there's something you may not know. The pub is located in the old Butterworth building, and by Butterworth, I do not mean the thick-hipped lady that is on your maple syrup. Uh, I mean the Butterworth and Sons Mortuary. <laughs> Big difference. Uh, building located on 1921 First Avenue. Uh, the building was originally called the Butterworth and Sons Mortuary. This is where almost all of the victims from Starvation Heights came through, okay. which is what ties the two stories together. Um, this company would move into the location in 1903 and would move to a larger area in 1923. Uh, the building, however, was the first uh, permanent mortuary in the U.S., in oh, 1903. Wow. So that it was the first large building that was constructed solely for that purpose. Okay. Um, this company, the building would was three stories on one side, but five on the other. The building is now a historic place. Then you can find it near Pike Place Market. Uh, it's a historic place. What's that? I was close to there. <laughs> Uh, since then, the building has been owned by McCallisey since 2005. Um, yes, so I already said this. This building would be the first building established as a permanent mortuary. Um, it was also, let's see here. The building would also feature an elevator, which would be the first one on the West Coast. That's uh, pretty cool, too. <laughs> the elevator would be obviously uh, used to help transport deceased bodies up and down the floors. Um, the building still stands to this day, uh, has beautiful hardware, glass, and stained mahogany. Uh, the building actually stands as, or uh, the basement can be accessed through the rear of, through the rear, through the post alley. Uh, since 2009, the basement has been home to the famous Kells Irish Restaurant and Pub, uh, which is said to be the most haunted pub in America. Right. Um, I think that's just the coolest. So, uh, 
as far as paranormal activity goes, uh, it is said that a dark piece of history has attached and clung onto the new establishment. Uh, this means the pub today is housing many spirits and it is, it is claimed to be haunted. Uh, it is said that the ghosts are attached to the good vibes that the bar gives off. Uh, after all, uh, young people are living their life to the fullest and ghosts love to soak up this positive energy. Um, I mean, yeah, I get that. It is said that there are two ghosts that are considered regulars here. Uh, the first is a little girl uh, in a red dress who has red hair. Um, when interviewed, uh, there was a Samoan guy by the name of Hosiah who was working security at Kells one night. Um, when tracked down and interviewed uh, about the encounter with the little girl, uh, he said that it was just another busy weekend over at Kells. I was at my post upstairs, and it was getting time for us to rotate. I hear footsteps on the stairwell uh, that's right by my right side, and I'm like, what the heck? And it's like little feet running up the stairs. <laughs> uh, so he turns the corner, and he can only see feet going up the stairs, little kid's feet. It was definitely a little girl. He could see the bottom of her dress. It was red, and she had white stockings on and black shoes. So he gets on the earpiece, and he's like, hey, does somebody have kids here? There's a kid up in this back stairwell. Somebody got their kid here. Um, to which the rest of the crew responded, uh, there should be no kids here, period. Um, he said he went up the stairway about two flights, and at the top, it's a doorway, just one doorway. Nowhere else this little girl could have run. It's pitch black there, and I kind of froze, and then I walk into this cold space where it was kind of freezing. Uh, the hairs stand up on the back of his neck, and he said, quote, Oh my God, this is the ghost. And he turned around and ran back down those stairs <laughs> as fast as he could, because that's just stuff he doesn't play with. Okay, that's awesome. <laughs> but it's honest. And from what it was spoken, he was a very large Samoan man, that, that you would look at and think this guy's not afraid of anything. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and especially not a little girl. I've known a couple Samoans and they don't they don't mess with the supernatural at all. I mean That's fair. Uh, there's a lot of like the uh, oceanic tribes and like yeah. the Yeah. Well there's they they have a lot of their own little little things about nature spirits. I would say every other country is just yeah. they have their own spiritual beliefs yeah. Yeah. and uh, that said, so the little girl with red hair, she is said to be a prankster, and guests know it. She will play, play pranks on adults. However, she really wants to play with other children who enter the restaurant. During the daytime, you are allowed to have children inside the club. Uh, this is when the little red-headed girl gets very active. Uh, this little girl has been known to manipulate things and even make toys for other children. Uh, no one knows exactly who she is, uh, but it is assumed that she is one of the children who, one of the many children who died in 1918 from the flu. Um, the second regular to appear is known as Charlie. Uh, he is known to pop up and manifest in the Guinness mirror uh, and then will disappear. Uh, when bands are playing is when Charlie appears most often. You will know it's Charlie because he's an older man who can be seen wearing a derby hat. And he happily just sits at the end of the bar and soaks up the positive vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Hippie. 
Uh, it is said that there are many other ghosts lingering the pub. However, those two mentioned are the popular ones, the most famous ones, and the ones that seem to make themselves known the most. That's pretty cool. Okay. Uh, people have cool. seen glasses slide off the bar, mirrors will shatter randomly, plaster will fall off the walls. These are things that happen at this place. Uh, but for the most part, nobody's ever been harmed or been actually attacked or scratched or anything. They just well, seem to be... Good cool. vibes, ghosts. No owl long animal. Yeah. yeah. No. Maybe she stayed back at the other you. place. I don't know. So interestingly enough, it almost sounds like the spirits from Starvation Heights are not the ones that are hanging out at Kel's Pub. I mean, not unless they're the ones that are randomly shattering mirrors or throwing glasses off the bar. I, don't I mean, right. it, it does bring a certain credence to light that maybe experiencing horrible tragedy in life and having your life end in that way, your spirit is just looking for non-tragedy, non-trauma, I guess? I mean, maybe. So take the take the two quote-unquote British socialites that were, like, the highest society. They were the ones that... Yeah. They were the reason that this place got caught. Like, they were your... I mean, if... Instagram was a thing in 1903, it, it seems like they would have been like Instagram famous. So it seems like they were traveling and happy-go-lucky, love life, let's try all right. this weird, crazy right. stuff. So, so travel. socialites were, uh, they were also um, orphans of a British war hero who had been killed in action. That's how they ended up having all the money that they had and all the influence that they had. She looked up your story. It's fine. <laughs> She's allowed to history check me while I'm... Yeah. <laughs> it would have got real long if I didn't just start narrowing it down to the hauntings. No, I, I can't even tell you how long this, my story would have been had I gone through every single individual thing that escalated the problem up to the end. Um, I mean, we're talking like an entire decade of, of absolute bullshit before these Indians finally snapped and said, fuck you guys, we're, you're dead. Uh, Seattle's a fun place, though. It feels like it's one of those places where I kind of have the opposite problem that I usually have because I'm usually like looking for something. Yeah, we're finding a little bit too and yada much. Yada. Really. Uh, see, I didn't really find much. Oh, I found. Like, I, found I mean, I found things, but it seemed to be a mix of everything else we looked up. Mm, and then, so there and was then nothing that really jumped out. The, the market, yeah. the market that this yeah. place is not far from, and you said Mike's you were very close to there. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, Apparently, it's it's incredibly like world famous for being this huge, amazing market. Yeah. Uh, but it also is extremely haunted. Yeah. And it's no, also very close to the underground. So yeah, there was a bunch of places up there that I knew just because you know when you go places you look up what to do in the area. Sure. And part of it was yeah, you know ghost hunter you look up paranormal places in the area. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. you're kind of insane doing. Because that. that's what you do. Um. But yeah, there was a bunch of places around where I was staying that were notoriously haunted and stuff like that but the crew I was with they weren't so much into the paranormal mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like hey well, I want to check this place out they're like we we don't let's be honest <laughs> they seem like that crew that's definitely interested enough to listen to the podcast but not interested enough to, to go do it themselves. themselves they don't even listen to the podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. so yeah they were like I brought it up and they're like no and see, I just, I don't, I, I mean, maybe maybe we're desensitized. I know we've discussed that one before, but I don't find anything that we talk about on the podcast f- scary. I'm not losing sleep over this stuff. Let me put At it At all. 
No, I think uh, my biggest fight is to find things that I find super interesting. Yeah, right? it, that's that's yeah. that's why I brought up being desensitized a couple of weeks back because you look at it and you normally when we first started you're like that's super interesting. I want to talk about that, and I, I I know I've said I found this interesting a lot of times on here. Uh, but yeah, as we get into it, you're looking up and you're like, meh. I read that before. I feel like my wife, being the history buff, it's always fun for her. It is, and I was actually just going to say that that when when you're when you're looking up uh, historical things, and and obviously hauntings and history go hand in hand. So for me, it's kind of always exciting. I think for me and Alex, it's the same thing. When we were looking up a story, it's like, man, I want to. I want the most outlandish, <laughs> craziest fucking right. story. I you want to hear right. about the actual haunting? I, I want to hear about all of it. <laughs> Yeah, and to be honest with you, that's actually how we ghost on too. Like she's the historical freak, and like, oh yeah, tell me all about the history of it, man. I was like, where's the ghost? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, why were people here? What were the treatments like? You know, how many people were here? Yeah, but that doctor, oh my god, dude, that, right? that's right. Well, yeah, I, I mean, trust. she led to enough deaths that later on, and well, after her life, she was actually considered a serial killer. All done in the name of medicine. All, well, it was alternative medicine. medicine. Yeah. It wasn't even alternative medicine. One of the things that kind of got glossed over in the story was, um, so like like the older folks specifically, the doctor, Dr. Hazard treated, um, you know, like their monthly pension money, gone. Oh, yeah. Um, their pay paychecks gone because people are assholes. And that, that I really feel is, like a lot of homes and a lot of us. And it, I'm not saying that what she did was not wrong. I'm just saying I feel like that happened a lot. It back did. Then. It did yeah, happen a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, can't arrest them. You're not a doctor. Oh, <laughs> right. But yeah, she she most definitely did not do any of what she did in the name of science. And no, it's just like those doctors better. back she in the day that she was a serial yeah. killing crook. That was like oh. You got a fever? Let me throw leeches on you. Right. <laughs> I mean, you have to imagine that that's that's the difference between say 1900 and 1950. Sure. By the time 1950 came around, there were laws around that said like, hey, you you can't treat people if you don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> I yeah. guarantee you, the hour long <laughs> enema led to that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that was she may have been directly responsible for. <laughs> There's probably I mean, some senator was like, I kind of liked it, but I kind of also want to make it illegal. <laughs> you you got to figure that no matter what size of a person that you are, the human skeleton it, it makes up roughly 15% of your body weight. So someone who is, you know, a 120-pound woman, a very, very, very average petite woman. No, oh, you're straight skeleton at that point. Yeah, I mean, you're yeah. literally looking at, you know, maybe 20 pounds worth of skeleton yeah. and 80 pounds worth of person. And all of your organs fit in there, and each of your organs are a couple of pounds a piece. So I mean, yeah, fifty pounds. I think. I 50 think. Pounds. I think realistically, we'll say for an average heighted woman of like five four. I think realistically, I could see and understand like the ninety to a hundred pound mark. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, your your skeletal structure. In itself, just your bones, not counting your tendons and your skin and all that other stuff, you're looking at about twenty pounds. Uh, but once you once you get below like the seventy mark, I've, I've got some real like red flags going up. Yeah, yeah, really, really uncool shit. So, Washington State was definitely fun. Why don't you tell us where we're going next? Uh, so our next location. 
of uh, paranormal indiscretion <laughs> is uh, home to Joe's birthday investigation. Ooh, we're going to Kentucky. Yes, we are doing the great state of Kentucky, Kentucky where apparently Kentucky. my uncle can drive through the hills without a license and not get a ticket because he doesn't have a license. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. All these years. <laughs> right. Who knew? That's, yeah. It's just that easy. Right. What, how to get, you know, e-checks and all that other. Uh, yes, so next up is Kentucky. Uh, I will attempt to throw a poll up, but just uh, pass the information around to your friends uh, because after that, we are looking at a tie between Florida, Georgia, and Louisiana. Um, oh, Louisiana. So it's, and uh-huh. to be fair, if, if we don't have people listen and we don't have tiebreakers, uh, I believe we're just going to do it in that order because it's easier. Florida, Georgia, and then Louisiana. It's just alphabetical order if they all have the same number. Sure. Is what sure. I'm seeing the website does. So listen, Linda. <laughs> so <laughs> listen, so Linda. Listening. And if you have friends that listen, Tell make to sure listen they too, listen. Linda. Uh, actually, no. To be fair, I love the options for all three of those places. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah there's some great options there. Yeah, we got some good ones. Florida would be interesting. Uh, Florida, what else is going to have to do Florida? Man? Florida's interesting. Georgia. Oh my gosh, Georgia. I just can't even. Just I mean, Georgia's Florida. got Savannah, and that just yeah. like it's runs the list. Haunted city in the U.S. L- Louisiana. I mean, no, goes without like saying. Like, yeah. We, could, we so, could sit here for a month talking about haunted Louisiana stuff. I know just off the top of my head, so, without doing any research at all. To be fair, you're right. I am super interested yeah. in seeing what Florida has to offer because you are tied with some like heavy, are, yeah, heavy, yeah. heavy yeah. hitters you, in the paranormal you, world. You are tied with like Muhammad Ali and. Mike Tyson Cash here. Like, Clay. <laughs> what? Cassius Clay. Yeah, but what'd you say before Cassius Clay? Fucking. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're being like in a bad way. I'm like, bro, no, 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 no. <laughs> what you doing? What you no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like it's like when you're watching uh, WWE these days yeah. and they're like, Seth freaking Rollins. And I'm like, really? Really? You had to put that in there? <laughs> we just hit a new genre. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> Yeah, we're not getting into wrestling because I'll never stop. Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. So, <laughs> you can find us at No Lights Paranormal on Facebook. Uh, you can find our group page at No Lights Paranormal Network on Facebook. Which is actually... Why are you looking at me funny, Joe? Because you don't sound like Teresa. She does the socials. <laughs> it's true. I was just trying to get us away from yeah, the wrestling thing before. And you will actually find that the No Lights Paranormal Network community page is pinned at the top of the Facebook page. Uh, so it should be pretty easy to find. The Facebook. We are also, um, obviously, no lights Paranormal at gmail.com. We are looking into No Lights um, Ghosts on X. Uh, and we're actually looking into uh, paying to get ourselves a yes. blue check mark. Um, so we will become actual verified. That we can post videos and stuff there. Right. So you guys really. can actually see what we look like and uh, see what we do. Yeah, now that you want to see what we look like because that's just as scary as the shit that I hunt. So just to reconfirm, on the Facebook front, No Lights Paranormal Network currently has 82 members. Pass it along to your friends. Join up if you're listening. Again, I pass this... Now, uh, now here's, post into here's the shit of it. If you can, if you can get, <laughs> if you can get my Facebook page to 300 followers, 
we will be grateful. <laughs> Something really awesome is going to happen. My Our three, gratitude. my three hundredth <laughs> follower. It's cool how she just didn't let me get to that part, right? Oh, you guys so, steal each other's thunder all the time. I think it's because we just know what each other's thinking. Uh, so, our group is 18 members away from 100. Our page is 32 members away from 300. Uh, you fill those up. Uh, we will have a drawing between those 400 people. And the winner and a friend get to go with us on and an investigation of their choice. Facebook algorithm algorithms make it very, very easy for me to get all 400 of those members and put their names in a hat and draw. So, I can yeah, do that. These two are the social media people. I am not. I'm still trying to figure out I'm how I'm the post. equipment setter upper. It's like one of the very few things I'm supposed to know. I'm uh, the old young person. <laughs> so, uh, no, that's it. Okay. So yeah, um, I thought about it, and so like even with Waverly, uh, so the amount down is for ten people, and we are technically allowed to go up to twenty people. So yeah, like we just have to pay for the extra spots. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, if if something like that should come up and somebody decides that they want to come with us, that's cool. But you you do have to pay your portion. Was it was it? hundred extra? It's, it's a uh, hundred bucks per person over 10 people up to 20. Yeah. So yeah, but you will, you will in fact have to chip in and pay your hundred dollars per person. Um, because obviously Joe's already a forking over, you know, $1,100 for us to go. Jesus so Christ I think so that's, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm going to be forking somewhere in the vicinity of five or $600 worth of new equipment. So uh, depending on there, both of us are going to be to get us there that out. comfortably. So yeah, depending on how the costs itself works out between equipment, and I, I think that's where the raffle will come into play. Yeah, is if you want to go with this, the raffle cost will permeate some of that cost. Yeah, and I'm really feeling like five bucks a ticket would be. Pretty I awesome. think you're crazy, and we'll talk about that later. <laughs> well, I'll and you then. Folks, you have a good night. With all of that said, we love you guys so very much. Thank you so much. How many how many views are we at right now? I think we're creeping. Uh, we're, we're creeping, dude. It's a lot. Uh, we are currently at the 757 mark. Yeah, guys, we're creeping up on 1,000 views. Yeah. Get us to 1,000. Get us to 1,000 and we'll throw away something bigger. Even bigger. I don't know what it is, but bigger. No, he just means we'll throw it away. You'll see a video of us throwing, of us throwing something away. Of us throwing something away. garbage. Right. No. Seriously, we love you guys. Thank you so very much for everything. Yes, thank you guys very much. Don't and fuck with the Bobby Yaga. Exactly. Oh, mess with it. Do it. <laughs> Lick it. <laughs>